Guys, welcome back to Arsenio's ESL podcast. Man, I got this man by the name of Dan. I cannot pronounce his last name, but this man is from Russia. And you know what? I brought him onto my other podcast, Motivational Mentors, recently. And uh, I saw him standing before a class, and I'm like, boom, teacher, he's got a story to share. And then I realized, and I heard before that even started, I heard his accent just a little bit. And I'm like, huh. And he said he lives in Los Angeles. But then I realized, okay, born in Russia, went to LA, went back to Russia. And so this is a very, very interesting and compelling story that I'm going to take the majority, or he's going to take the majority of us on. So Dan, man, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here. And uh... As you said, yeah, I, I did have to go back to Russia, and uh, it was interesting because I haven't been there in a while. Uh, more specifically, I haven't been there in like 10 years. So in 10-year uh, no, time span, a lot of things happens. You come back, people have changed, new, the things look different, the streets look different. And uh, um, I uh, was just shocked to see how much have changed inside of me when I ended up being there because I left when I left. So I was, I was, I initially came here when I was a kid, but then I went to visit a couple of times. So last time I was there was 10 years ago when I was 17. Yeah. Um, and this time around, um, when I came back, I felt, I felt a huge shift inside of me because I came back to, uh, the same the one thing about russian a lot of things don't really change like for example people there don't move from house from like they don't switch houses as often as they do in america right. so like some people live there live in the same apartment for like 40 50 years you know wow. and so i come back to my neighborhood and everything looks pretty much the same it's the same apartment building it's the same house is the same trees and all the people they're like all my neighbors they're still there it's just that they're 10 years older and the only thing that's different is me so i, I kind of went back into my own past but now i'm looking at it from my present perception just that was a really mind-blowing experience happened like that you know i was here and then i was there you get on the plane 14 hours you walk out a new airport but once you once you get back to your neighborhood it's like you literally just revisited the same exact place that that was there um that you know 10 years ago and other thing i mean in the country things have changed but on the micro level you know for example uh just as i described um, everything was relatively the same and it was it was crazy because I didn't know how long I was going to be there for that's mm -hmm. the thing before I would go there I would get a I would get a round trip ticket so I know I'm going there and in, in two weeks I'm back right here because the reason I went there was to care of my grandparents um, I didn't know how long it was going to take so I could have been there for a month I could have been there for three months and I'd end up being there for six months and uh, having that uncertainty also 
um, puts you in a different mindset because you're no longer a tourist. It's like, all right, like I'm living here. I don't know when I'm going to get out of here. Um, but I have to maintain myself at the, at the most like highest potential that I could because I have to be in a good state of mind because he, I'm here for a particular person for a purpose here. I'm taking care of my grandparents. So I have to make sure that I'm, I myself am doing fantastically amazing so I can deliver to them what they need. So I, I can, you know, do, do my best to get them back up on their feet. So yeah, it was it was it was definitely um, a personal journey. I could tell that I could tell. That for sure. Wow, you know what? Okay, so what made you leave Russia to begin with at the age of eleven? My my mom, she just um, she uh, immigrated, so I came. With okay, all right. So when you actually went to America, and what year was this? What year was this around? Two thousand two. Oh, okay. Okay. So you came to America around 2002. And so, boy, I know it was difficult for you. Now, how was your English and how were you able to adapt to the society? Were there problems that you had to overcome and, you know, societal issues and, you know, fitting in? Because again, you're going into like middle school years, if I'm not mistaken, just about. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and, this is, and this is Los Angeles too, right? Well, initially it was Philly, actually, because when Ooh, I when I came to better. yeah, I went to Philly for I felt lived in Philly, and then I came to LA. Okay, all right. So tell me, what yeah. what was the mindset? I'm I'm telling you, I know you were like, oh my god, there's no one here that speaks Russian. I'm gonna feel like this. I'm gonna feel like that. What what was going through your mind? Yeah, you know, it was crazy because uh, first of all, in in Russian schools, they teach you English, but they teach you British English. Uh. <laughs> so i mean i knew english pretty well until i came here <laughs> because the second i i hear like i'm like all right i got this you know like five, five years of accelerated english program like i can do this you know i'll, I'll have no problem and uh, i come here and I, and I get out and i'm like you know what like is there just something awfully different about their english and then I realized that it doesn't make any sense to me because <laughs> it's American English. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, well, I guess those five years just went out the window. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely had to kind of readjust uh, and, um, yeah, get, get on the flow of things. But, I mean, what can I say? Like, I, I was really good at math because in, in Russia they have, um, like, they start teaching algebra in fifth grade. So I come here, sixth grade, and they're doing fractions. And I'm like, yo, I did that in like first grade. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I got this all day. So yeah, I did really good at math. But the interesting thing about, about America, man, is that like the mentality of people here is, is very different. Everybody's um, definitely more outgoing, I would say, in terms of um, they don't they, they don't allow they allow themselves to dream, you know? In Russia, it's more about, there are, of course, very distinct individuals who, who go um, and accomplish extraordinary things, but the majority population, they're, they're not like, you know, they're not as crazy about um, doing something out of the way. Like, they're more... Uh, 
traditional, you know? I mean, they don't have these crazy notions um, about happiness, let's say. They're like, all right, well, I mean, like, you work, you work. Like, that's just part of life. Here we have this whole thing like, oh, well, your job has to make you happy. I mean, if you're, if you're making money and you're, and you're not happy, then you just definitely need, you're not in the right field at all. Like, you should definitely do something that brings you joy because you work eight hours a day. If you're doing something that you're not happy about for eight hours a day, then that means that one, two-thirds of your life is just wasted on being unhappy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's the point of living? Like, that's like, <laughs> Russia. like, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm not, I can't, I can't speak for the whole country. Obviously there's, there's a lot of, um, they, they don't have that mentality and they do live in Russia. So it's, it's certainly not everybody and has gotten a lot better over the years. Because if you, if you look back in like 1990, 91, you know, just the collapse of the Soviet Union, I mean, happiness was not on the table. Like it, it was, that was not, it was more about like, all right, how can we make this? Like, how can, how can we like make it? Um, so yeah and i really like that about america that everybody was like super ambitious and everybody was like very um conscious about their their state of being you know uh and everybody was striving to uh, not just do the whole american dream thing mm -hmm. but um not it, that that relates mostly to material um happiness but everybody was it was you know uh, more out outgoing in general, and I really like that. Wow, you know what? I I still man. Every time you turn on the news out there in America, and especially you know with the Trump era and everything happening, it's always like there's always a negative connotation, a negative stench, a stigma that surrounds Russia and China. So most Americans, after seeing the news over and over and over for years. They believe that there's always something shady happening with the Russians. You know what I mean? And there's something shady with the Chinese. And, you know, they still label people as being black in America, which is just abhorrent. Uh, but, you know, I remember the first time I came across, this is like four years ago, right? And this yeah. family came in. And I'm, I'm living outside on the outskirts of Bangkok uh, at my job. And, I saw his name and his name was Max. And I'm like, okay. And his name was like Maximilian. And I'm like, okay. So, and I remember they told me, they're like, oh, he's a Russian kid. I was like, wow, I get to finally teach a Russian kid. You know what I mean? I was so happy. <laughs> um, and so I finally, what is it? I finally met him and I met his family and his mother and how loud and wonderful beings they were. You know, they completely destroyed my paradigm um, about what I always believed Russia to be through the eyes of ridiculous-ass media outlets. And yeah. this was just piling on top of what I already learned about Muslims because, of course, it's like in America, you're literally taught to hate these specific people. But then when I met one hand-in-hand, hand, you know, face-to-face -face in the south of Thailand, she was the most amazing Thai woman I've ever met in my life. So it was just me just ripping down my paradigm one after another after another, changing the programming in my head. So when you went to America and people were saying, where are you from, Russia? Was there like, was there a weird reaction with some of your classmates and whatnot? No, not really, because we, we did have other Russians in the class. Um, and that was uh, back in 2002. So cool. yeah, not back back thing back then things were I think different politically first of all 
um and that's why it was like totally normal and there's a lot of there's a lot of kids who i mean one third of my class probably even yeah like about one third were all immigrants like they were all kids who like didn't speak english also from other countries as well um so it was i kind of just blended in Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just like, uh, what is it? The At my alma mater, I had taught, you know, probably like, you know, like a half dozen, well, like two dozen hours. Um, and I taught students from Mexico, El Salvador, and some of them, they have good functional English, but others had just immigrated. So, uh, mm-hmm. but they were just so grateful for learning. And I brought a completely new sense and style to teaching versus a woman standing at an overhead projection, which is so 1990s, a a overhead projector, which is like super 1990s and trying to teach one by one. I'm like, this is garbage. So you went back to Russia and I'm not sure if this is for a travel or visit, but here you are standing in front of a classroom. And next, (laughs) and and, and so, so you tell me what's going on. Yeah, so I, when I went, when I was in Russia, Another thing I was doing is that I was writing my book uh, called The Other Side. Okay. Uh, an Ultimate Guide to uh, Mind, Body, and Spirit Mastery in a Busy World. Okay. And so, which I'm probably in, going to be publishing, I'm doing self-publishing um, probably this September. So mm. I'll, I'll definitely keep um, everybody posted up to that. But yeah, and because I wasn't working, I actually had time to work on my book. And when you're writing a book, it's uh, it feels very natural to talk about it because you know a lot about the subject. You're writing about it, talking, talking, um, uh, or or doing talks in relation to it. it definitely helps you to explore it even further because then you get asked questions. You might think about it differently. And so I was doing lectures. I I was speaking um, in schools and universities, uh, and uh, it was either it was either kids who are about to go to college or, or are in their freshman year of college. And so I had a chance to share with them the differences between, well, it start. everybody was really curious to, to see the difference between the American school system and the Russian school system because I went to both. But the majority of the presentation was more, was geared toward our, belief system and how we can really um, facilitate our success from within and how we don't necessarily need to have uh, an unlimited amount of resources, how we need to be living in a different country, how we need to have um, different or better mentors in our life or a different environment, how it all truly starts from within us. And so that we and therefore that we're self-sufficient and that you know that was really that was the most ideally perfect speech to give to these kids because a lot of them they are living in this notion of i need to change my place of living in order to be successful there's no way that i can make it to uh, to be where i want to be if i stay here and i just told them that's simply not true because the thing is like i know a lot of kids who went to america and they you know, they're, they're far from successful. Like we started off in the same class. We were in, 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 in middle school, we're literally sitting side by side and they are nowhere near as some of my kids, uh, some of my friends 
from Russia who, where they are right now. You know, like a lot of my friends um, there that I went to school with or, or just knew, I mean, they're really high up. I mean, like with this, with this one kid, he just finished his master's. Um, he uh, uh, is an architect. Another one uh, is an accelerator of startups. He has he has over 22 startups that he's that he's launching in Russia internationally. You know what I mean? He's not thinking about getting out of Russia anytime soon because he's having the greatest time in the world, right? I, I mean, he's making money. Like he is making bank. Like yeah. if he start if he's, he's 28, if he stops working right now, he doesn't have to work ever again. Wow. You know? And. And so, uh, literally, never again. Like for until his 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 days are are, are he'll be set, you know. Um, and he's 28, you know. And so, I uh, uh, really focused a lot of my talks on the topic that uh, it really comes from within. It is it is our mindset that makes the difference. If we have a self, you know, there's this thing right now that's that's I, I just keep on seeing more and more. It's limiting beliefs. And I like, I like the fact, like, I like the expression limiting beliefs, but it goes far beyond that because a limiting belief is a, a belief that's limiting your um, plans as to what you want to accomplish, what you want to do, because you're telling yourself like, hey, well, I, I don't have this and I don't have that. And until I have it, then I, I can't start this business. Yeah. And so like that, that you're limiting yourself. But it, it goes, the reason why I say it, it goes far beyond that it's because people are, are neglecting the, the fact of what a limiting belief does for not just, not just your, your mindset, but what does it do for your energy? What does it do for your motivation? What does it do for your outlook on the world around you? Because if you're constantly limiting yourself with, with thoughts of why something isn't perfect enough to you for you to take the first step, you're not just not taking the first step. You're seeing this whole world as limited because then you're like, all right, well, my environment has not given me the opportunity to take on this task. My parents have not given me the tools to make a good decision of what, what I want to do. My friends are uh, weighing me down. I'm not in the right country. I'm not in the right place. I don't go to the right college. You see what I mean? So your whole outlook on the world begins to, begins to be limiting. And it's like, the walls are starting to uh, to close in on you, and yes. and that what they're not realizing is that these walls you are moving them. You it's literally you closing the world in on yourself, and you're in full control of it. You can take these walls and you can open them in a matter of a week. Yeah. In the matter of a week, this doesn't have to take months and years. This is a one good week, and that's it. And, and these kids, I mean, they're, they're just like, they're looking at me like, wow, like we never heard that before. <laughs> and I'm not surprised. I mean, I had never heard that before. Me neither. Me like, neither. You know, <laughs> I mean, like I, I researched it. I, I put things together. It, it was very constructive. My book is very, uh, it's, it's more like a research paper. I have over 103 uh, uh, sources in it incredible scholarly articles or uh, material from coaches that have been doing this for uh, a lot of time. Brian Tracy, Robin Sharma, uh, Wayne Dyer, um, and many, many more. And so my, my book is it's a compilation of, of information. It's not just me waking up one morning and thinking, oh, today I realized this. Let me write it down. And so um, 
I uh, was uh, really happy to, to deliver. Uh, and I could see that it, it was a very uh, um, mind-shifting experience for a lot of kids who, who heard me. You know, when they walked out, it's like of that classroom. It was the, still the same school. It was still the same walls and teachers and kids, but something inside of them felt mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt when I came to Russia, you mm -hmm. see? Which shows that the world around you could change if you look at it differently. You know, Absolutely. because it starts to look different to you. And that is the absolute most key. And that is what I teach. I, I teach the fact that we are in control of our internal world. Mm -hmm. That we, we are in full control of how we perceive things, of what we focus on. Because our reality really exists where, where the mind creates focus. Um, this is actually from the Heart Sutra of Mahayana Buddhism. Um, that's one of the main, main principles. And it's so true because if you focus on the lack of what you have, if you focus on what you don't have, then you will continue not having it. I mean, there's, there's not a single place not a single country, not a single zip code, not a single anywhere continent in this world where you can focus on the unwanted mm -hmm. and receive that what you do want. There is not a single time when if you constantly think about how broke you are, that you don't have money, you can't afford things, why are you broke, that your salary is not enough, that you don't have enough bank, money in the bank, you're going to become rich. Mm -hmm. You will never, I mean, I'm sorry, like you, I don't want to sound like never going to become rich, but it, you know, just to make the point, it's you are very unlikely <laughs> to attract the wealth and, and the, the opportunities that will make you wealthy. Because why? Because you are focusing on that what you don't want. So you continue having, having that. And same thing with, with, with health. You know, people who are, I mean, I, I meet these people all the time. My grandparents were one of these people. They're always sick. Always sick. Why? Because all they think about is how sick they are. The second I went there, we, we didn't just have a good diet. You know, we didn't just exercise every day. We didn't just go outside for walks. I had to reconstruct their way of thinking. I had to deviate their focus from everything that is wrong in their body, that hurts, that's unpleasant, to just anything else, you know? And that is when we start seeing big changes. That's when we started, started seeing results. Um, and... You know, therefore, the, the whole experience in Russia, it was just absolutely trans, transformational. I mean, I came back, came back here. I was a different person. Wow. Yeah, man. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of Bruce Lipton lately, and he talks about epigenetics and how, you know, our environment and, you know, how a baby begins learning at about six months. So if a father talks to the baby through the wall of, of course, the stomach, uh, when the baby actually comes out, they will know, of course, uh, who was speaking to them at that time versus, you know, in reality, after they come out the womb. So, again, it, it, and it depends if the parents are arguing, if the mother's arguing, six months, seven months, eight months, that will ultimately affect. And this is how attitude is built into everything. It's kind of like when I see a lot of my students out here and some of them 
you know, I have one student that said, you know, I'm really afraid of uh, big black men. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so you're afraid of big black men. This is interesting. So how did this happen? You know, where did the attitude come from? And a lot of it traces back to their parents. So it's not mm. their fault that they hold such a perception. And it's not exactly, well, of course, in this case, yes, it is wrong. But the blueprints that we hold, it could be a financial blueprint. Um, it could be a geographical blueprint. It could be a social blueprint. A lot of these are created probably within the womb, coming all the way out to about seven, eight years old. Because again, that's when children are in their theta phage, the imaginative side, you know? So a lot of things, this is how children can learn like five languages in one go, <laughs> right, right, you know, right, when right, they're right. younger, because again, it's all subconscious mind. A conscious mind isn't created until a little bit later, like first, second, third grade or whatever. So um, like limited beliefs, I was supposed to have this, another podcast get like uploaded just last week, but then of course, Wi-Fi problems, te technological problems. But this girl, coach by the name of Chanka out of Switzerland, she helped me with my limited belief. And my limited belief was- I've heard that. I yeah, heard, yeah. I heard a little outtake out of it, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, she was talking about, you know, I was always in tune with what others may be thinking about me. Now I heard what J uh, Jason Silva said that two, three years ago but it never stuck. When she said it, it stuck. And then when I changed that, my entire environment changed. The way people reacted, the way this and that, and it's not just, and it's not just men per se, it's women primarily, you know what I mean? So yeah, just really amazing how um, those limited beliefs that we do. So, because that limited belief was Thai women hate black men. You know, and I've always, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because me being out here in six years, I have stories for days. But I tell myself this because it makes me feel comfortable. Not only that, but my body gets a high off that type of energy. So it's kind of like, okay, 8 p.m., what am I normally doing? I'm normally judging people by the way how, you know, how they look at me on the train when I'm going home. Or this or that or the women who grab their purses when I walk by. You know what I mean? It wasn't until I said, okay, this is the belief. I have the belief. I'm going to do away with it. And then after that, everything began to change. You know, people were more welcoming. People began smiling at me. People started having conversations with me. And I'm speaking primarily, you know, through the eyes of Thai women. So, yeah, I mean, those limiting beliefs, a lot of us have that. So when it comes to limiting beliefs... Dan, what is it? What are some techniques that, of course, listeners, both in ESL realm, doesn't really matter, but personal development in general, how can they begin to start just chipping away at these beliefs that they have? Is it like identification and then saying to themselves, okay, could it be affirmations? What is it? Yeah, no, and before I answer that, I just want to touch on something extremely important that you said. You see how your limiting belief didn't just it's it's almost magically changed the world around you right like that's crazy it's, you're thinking like but how does that work how does something that i internally perceive and tell myself that is true how is that going to change the world around me and that's why this this phrase extends so much further than the media portrays it to be it's not just about 
limiting your success. It, it really is about not seeing, not, not, not that I'm not seeing, but it's really about having the power to manipulate mm -hmm. and control the world, not just inside you, but around you. Do you see how like your change of perception somehow changed the world that is around you? So the people yeah. that you see, the conversations that you have, the reactions that you get. I mean, that it, like people think like, but how does that work? How is that possible? And I'll mm -hmm. tell you how. It's because whatever you focus, think back to, to what we said earlier, that um, reality exists where the mind creates focus if you focus on the fact that um thai women hate black men you are creating you're literally creating reality because and on a physical and metaphysical level so on a physical level whenever you see a thai woman you look at her differently mm. you might not notice this but you're expecting you're expecting for her to hate you <laughs> or for her to not like you yeah and so you're looking at her like Oh, this chick, man, she probably hates, hates me. <laughs> and then you might not have a mirror in front of you. <laughs> you might not have a mirror in front of you to look at but your it's face. Me hating myself. But your body language is is different. It's it's more standoffish. It's it's more unwelcoming. You might not notice it, but they notice it. Uh, you see that? God, that's, that's the physical level. That's the physical level. Metaphysically, is that you are attracting more you're literally attracting because we're magnetic we're magnetically charged we have the ability to attract and so whenever you focus on the fact on the thought that thai women don't like black men you are literally attracting those thai women that don't like black men that mm -hmm. actually don't like black men mm -hmm. this they're, they're somehow popping up in your way they're somehow finding you they're somehow just ending up on the same train at eight o'clock in the same cart with you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's it, it sounds magical, but it, it, it's this is all meta meta um, uh, quantum physics. This right. this is all quantum physics, um, which I, I studied in and I write about in my book. But to answer the question of all right, so we know this information. That sounds great. That sounds good. So what exactly do we do about it? It's becoming the first thing. It's like so if you go to you go to a mechanic, right, with your car, and uh, your car is broken. You get there. The only way, the one and only way, he can ever possibly fix your car, mm -hmm. is if he identifies what the problem is. Mm -hmm. Until he knows why is your car broken, he mm -hmm. will never be able to fix it. That's the bottom line. In order for us to, uh, to get rid of our limiting beliefs, we have to realize what are they. We have to realize that we are having them. We have to become aware of our thoughts that then create these beliefs. Until we do that, until we identify the problem, until we identify where is my limiting belief stemming from, we're not going to be able to fix it. We're not going to be able to fix it. That's, that's just the thing. And that's the whole like movement that we have right now is that everybody thinks like, 
mindfulness equals spirituality and spirituality equals mindfulness. There, it's a branch within a branch because mindfulness is being aware of your thoughts because your thoughts are the ones that then trigger your emotions, your beliefs, and ultimately your mood, your outlook, your perspective. You see, it, it, all, it all starts with, with your thoughts. Whenever you have an emotion, it, it never comes out of nowhere. Whenever you feel angry, you feel angry because of something, because you're angry at something. The reason why you're angry at it is because you perceive, uh, perceive it to be aggravating. You perceive it to be aggravating because of the way you uh, think about it. See, think about it, thoughts. And therefore, the number one thing that, the number one strategy um, that I, I teach to my clients and uh, um, is, is to become aware of, all right, so let's, for example, say that uh, I, uh, I, 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 can't, I can't start this business because I don't have the proper tools. Okay, no problem. Can't start the business because you don't have proper tools. No problem. Mm -hmm. A lot of people end up in this situation. Now, proper tools. What does that mean? So I might not have a fast computer because then I can't upload my videos fast enough. All right, sure, great, great. So is that, like, now think back. So is the reason why you really can't start this business is because you don't have a fast computer that can upload the content that you're creating in order to do advertising, social media, and everything else faster. Is that really the reason? And then you start thinking like, well, I mean, I guess there, there's, there's like a way around it um, and I can figure something out. Sure, no problem. What if it's something a little more complicated? What if it's like, I don't have the business mindset? Right. Sure, no, no problem. Don't have a business mindset. That's, a, that, that's not as straightforward as getting a faster computer or finding ways around it. But here, you might, you might think, all right, but where is that coming from? Why do I think that I need to have a certain mindset to do this particular business? What is it about the mindset that I have right now? What is it about it that is not enough? You know, what else do, do I need to have? And then often enough, you will start, when you start thinking about this, you're like, wait a minute. There's nothing wrong with my mindset. I, I think I can actually very well do this. Mm. But that will only happen if you dig deep inside of yourself and find out where is this coming from. It could be literally coming. I mean, I, I had clients where, you know, they're, they, they had this belief because somebody told them that in like seventh grade and now they're 26. And so they, and they, it happened yeah, so long absolutely, ago. Absolutely. It happened so long ago. They forgot even it happened. But yeah. when it happened, it was, it was a very excited experience for them. And then it sunk into them and it kind of right. became part of their personality. Yes. And so their first job, they went to and, and found a job. They didn't, they didn't go and like look, try to start a business. Like, no, I'm just meant to work for a paycheck my entire life that's what i'm gonna do you know and it wasn't until they like think about this this happens in seventh grade until 26 so that's 14 years 14 years of living this this belief that was never even true <laughs> you know right, right. that was put 
inside of them that was put inside of them and they they just realized it as and and uh, and adopted it as their own and allowed it to truly limit them you know so being aware just ask yourself make a list make a list of every single thing that is that is just fucking up your day in terms of your everyday or or wherever just a list i mean give me like five items give me like five items that you're that there are truly you feel like they're holding you back you take one at a time one by one and be like all right just ask yourself simple question one question where is this coming from why do i think this why do i think this and just think about it you don't have to write anything down you don't you don't even do anything just just sit there sit anywhere and just think about it you know that is the very very first step with until you do that there's there's nothing to fix right challenge accepted for everyone out there okay dan <laughs> is going to be waiting for you on instagram because again yes. i got such a huge following and whatnot and i got a lot of russian folks that follow me too so I want you guys to message Dan and post it on his wall. The five limited beliefs, five items he said. Yes, right and there. My Instagram, Dan Ginsburg underscore. There you go. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so you have it on the TV. That's really cool. Okay, okay. So for those of you who are possibly watching this on video on YouTube, you guys can check that out. I'll make sure that I try to get this snippet and post it on Instagram too for you guys and then post his link in there so you guys can go over there and do the stories, all that good stuff. Oh, <laughs> man, Dan, this was a journey. And to top this off, I'm going to give you two words. Uxus. What, what does uxus, uxus mean? What does uxus oh, mean? Uxus? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, vinegar. That's right. That's right. My student taught me that. <laughs> I still know two words. He taught me vinegar, and he taught me sos. Which one? Sos. Sos. Sos? Sos. Is it sos or? Ah, sos, sos. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. It's like sauce. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This, uh, I don't even know I how to say heard. hello. I know. I don't even know how to say hello in Russian. You know what I mean? No, so... you're good. As long as you know those two words, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Sauce and vinegar. People, come on. Help me here. Oh, my yeah. God. That's awesome. But, yeah, man, Dad, I appreciate it so much for coming on here. Um, For everyone who's interested, and, of course, I'm going to provide all your links and a lot of taggings and challenges, of course, guys, make sure – that you guys are following me on Instagram and you're going to see Dan's name in the stories and the photo and this and that and video. Um, where can people get in touch with you if they are interested, especially in that book that should be launching within a couple of months? Too? Yeah, definitely. So Dan Ginsburg um, on Instagram, you can reach me there from my Instagram. You can um, check out my, I actually have a free audiobook, which is a little deviation from my main one that I released. It's only an hour long. Um, and it's very insightful. It, has, it, it deals a lot with unlocking the ultimate state of flow, um, a state where we can accomplish things very, very easily um, and not be weighed down by limiting beliefs and other things. Um, so that could be downloaded on my Instagram. And also my website, uh, hsmovement.com. It's for human social movement. I definitely have a lot of good content there. I have my blog there. Uh, so you can check it out. And um, 
Yeah, so we'll uh, I'll, I'll uh, link that in, and uh, so you guys can easily access it. Awesome. Yeah. So again, I see the hsmovement.com right there in the background, along with your Instagram looking all flashy. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> you know what? It's just I love it because you're the second, uh, of course, like Russian entrepreneur or whatnot that I've actually brought onto my uh, my ESL podcast. The other one was Veronica. She was from way out there in Eastern Russia near the China border. I don't know if that's Siberia. Okay. Yeah, so you got Western and Eastern. That could have been another topic we could have touched up on, but I'll definitely have to bring you back on for some more conversations. And man, Dan, such a plum, pleasing pleasure, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I had a blast. Uh, I'm really, really thankful that you uh, brought me on and I had a chance to uh, uh, reach out to, to your audience. And I hope that um, at least one thing we covered today will be insightful for them. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And guys, if you like this podcast, make sure you leave a review, get in touch with Dan, see what he has going on over there and stay tuned for more. I love bringing these on. And of course, this one is in video form. So if you guys want to see the video form of this, make sure you tune into my YouTube, which is the ArsenioBuckShow.com. You can just literally find it anywhere. Just put Arsenio Buck, you'll find it. And with that being said, again, Dan, thank you so much. And guys, stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.